Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 67. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week, we are joined by yet another guest. We have back-to-back guest back episodes. Back-to-back guests. Which has never happened before. No. Joining us for the second time, but for her first real episode. Full-length episode. It's Jessica Dwyer. Hello. I have more to say. <laughs> so thrilling. Welcome, Jessica. So those who, for those who don't remember, Jessica was on our 50th episode Spooktacular. Spooktacular. Where she discussed mind games. The best movie of all time. Second the... only to the one we're about to talk yeah. about. <laughs> Let's just get into it. That movie is 2009's The Uninvited, mm-hmm. directed by The Guard Brothers, who... Two people. Yeah, they never made anything else again. They direct commercials now. <laughs> this was their only movie. Oh, uh, man. One Hit Wonder. Written right? by yep. Craig Rosenberg, Doug Miro, and Carlo Bernard, who I mentioned only because two of them are the creators and showrunners of the show Narcos. Oh, oh. that's really interesting. Never watched it. Either. Never going to. Uh, <laughs> and I should also mention that this is a remake of a 2003 Korean horror film, A Tale of Two Sisters. Which is based on a better a title, yeah. Folk, like a a older urban piece of like folklore, yeah. Mm, cool, I, I like know. that. Yeah, I, I actually want to know the urban legend now because I feel like that'd be interesting. It's uh, different. I imagine so. Yes, <laughs> typically how these things happen when the, urban legends. The get Korean into movie movies. seems to be exactly the same, basically. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But no Elizabeth Banks. No Elizabeth Banks. No Emily Browning. I said it wrong last week. Last episode, her name is Emily Br- Emily Browning, not Elizabeth Browning. Oh, Elizabeth Browning is a poet. Oh yeah, Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Emily Browning and Elizabeth Banks. Yes, exactly. Together. And it was in the last episode. Uh, her name was Lizzie, and her the, that actress's real name is also Browning, isn't it? I don't remember anymore at this point. Sorry, you've totally forgotten about all of our. You just put them in a <laughs> an archive in your mind. You're like they're over, done. A little with. bit. I'll never think about the perfection ever so. again. Jessica, why did you want to come on and talk about The Uninvited? Uh, this movie is was a little bit uh, part of my fo- foundation of when I started to like horror films. Um, I think I talked about this a little bit last time. I don't actually remember, but I used to hate them. Like, I screamed out loud during The Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> Not a horror film. <laughs> It was for and me. Yet. <laughs> it was for me when I saw it. Um, terrified me. Same. I uh, and then when I went to high school, I got made fun of a lot because I was too scared to watch anything. So each weekend with my friends, we would have a sleepover and we would watch all the really bad ones, like the ones that were streaming on DirecTV, um, and like eat a whole veggie pizza and laugh at them. And then I started to recognize the tropes, and then I started to actually enjoy them. And then I watched some good ones. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. The rest is history. Um, the Uninvited was one of the first ones that I watched that I really uh, liked, as opposed to just tolerated or mm-hmm. or, or, like, or mocked. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I am sure we will get into this, but I love the twist. Um, I'm big big twist fan Mm -hmm. and this one specifically i had no idea did not see it coming and i think it's really well done um particularly in a rewatch i think it actually holds up um that they do a good job sort of covering their tracks uh and then kind of that get that gotcha still have the same impact at the end Mm -hmm. so should also address real quick uh i have never seen this movie before Mm -hmm. the two of you are coming to this as fans of this yes and i think we had at some point in our friendship, 
both were like, oh, yeah, we both love that movie. It's I don't really know if we ever watched it together, to but like, we, uh, we definitely had seen it independently and then came together and were like, oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by this. Uh, I will say up front that <laughs> I did not like this. Yeah. I did not care for this movie. <laughs> Uh, and I, I don't know that I would recommend that people watch it, but the two of you would. Yeah. We are I going so. to spoil it. Oh, yeah. This movie, you I don't think, think... you can really talk about it without, without is, spoiling I think it. it's nothing without its twist, and because I hate its twist, uh, fair, yeah. I think that is why we're going to disagree so vehemently about this movie, is because I think mm-hmm. the twist quite literally ruins it. Damn. It, See, oh, okay. Interesting. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Just prepare to be spoiled if you're going to listen. Yeah, um, and I th- oh, I'll say, if you are interested in kind of like, it's definitely not prestige horror. It's oh, not absolutely like, not. It's not a, a great horror film like the kind we typically actually have been seeing the last few years. It's from 2009. It's pretty silly. But if you like silly, fun horror movies that aren't like, they're not like, it's not super gory. It's not... Super like it's. I don't think it's that much of a bummer. Like it's fun. I think that if you like that kind of stuff, like it's kind of schlock. You should go watch it. Yeah, I think I think one thing to, that I should clarify when I say oh, it was one of the first ones that I liked or loved as opposed to tolerated. I think it's one that I had fun with, yeah. and I think um, it, it's doing something interesting for me because it feels so much like your classic. Like here comes the stepmother, and this is who you think it is, and right. it's pointing so hard in one direction. And for me, who I think at that time was was more new to the genre, the fact that it took that and completely flipped it, it was one of the first times that I saw that done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, was I think nostalgia about it. has to be a part of oh, what we talk about here. 100%. That like you seeing this in twenty nineteen right. is not gonna be the same as when we <laughs> right. watched it literally ten years ago. Right. Do you want to jump into the plot? We should get into it because okay. we're talking. We're a lot just about talking this around it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just to, I, we don't have to dig into every little detail. Basically, um, Emily Browning plays a girl, high schooler, teenager, probably named Anna. Um, she has spent the last year, ten, ten months. months, ten months in a mental institution. She's getting out. Her dad comes to pick her up. And it is alluded to in a dream that she talks to her uh, psychiatrist about that her mother has died somewhat horribly and she's dealing with the fallout of that. The reason she's in the mental hospital is because she tried to commit suicide. She tried to kill herself after in the aftermath of that. Um, and so we learn through kind of osmosis as we're like leaving the hospital, going home, that her dad has a new girlfriend. Her name is Rachel. And we learn as we go on that Rachel was her mother's nurse. Um, well, cause her mother was very sick and living in like a little... In a boathouse. Boathouse down they by the dock. exiled her to the boathouse. A what? They exiled the, the they sick mother... They exiled her to the boathouse. Boat it is she was real ugly, fucked so. up. <laughs> she did not look great. so pretty. <laughs> Who is even wondering about it at this point? I so, know. uh, that's how the... It happened is that the boathouse blew up essentially, uh, and she died on fire. And why are you laughing? It's such a 2009 like horror thing. It is. The boathouse blew, blew up. up. It exploded. Well, it's what happens when you keep your giant gas tank. I know. Why do they have a gas tank? the boathouse. Like, is it, it's is it for, for the their boats? boats? Yes. Is, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what I assumed when I watched it this past time. But there's a point where she's like putting oil in the watering can, and I was like, "Why do you have that?" Uh, but so she 
basically Elizabeth Banks is um, the new girlfriend and she shows up and immediately starts just acting shady as hell, saying the creepiest shit with these like big blue eyes. Mm -hmm. And at first it comes across like she just wants to be part of Anna's family and she's like just trying to make nice and everything. And then she clearly is like, please leave me alone with my new boyfriend. I just want to like be married to him and have dinner parties and I don't want you little mentally ill a teenager ruining my fun. So Anna becomes convinced that Rachel killed her mother um, in an attempt to get uh, her dad and um, to get it to get him to get him. She gets uh, him to yeah. She gets him. She's a you know three times a night is what they say. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> they're just so weird about it. It's yeah. just yeah. Uh, it is unfortunate that it, whatever uh, she. Well, it's worth mentioning when she gets home, also waiting for her is her sister. Oh, yes, Alex. She runs through the house. She finds Alex. Alex is... Played by Ariel Krebel. I have never seen her in anything else, but apparently she's in things. It's Mandy Moore. She's not... She Mandy. looks she exactly does look kind of like Mandy Moore. She doesn't look she's kind of like Mandy Moore. She looks exactly like Mandy Moore. I don't Moore. think you know what Mandy Moore looks like. <laughs> I know I'm intimately familiar with what Mandy Moore looks like. I- intimately familiar? Why? Because she was married to one of my former favorite musicians uh, for she a was. very long time. It's really weird to think about that, actually. We shouldn't talk about that. You have seen ep- her in something. You've seen her in John Tucker Must Die. Oh, yes. John Tucker Must Die. I always forget. She's blonde in that, right? Yes. yes. And she's in Gilmore Girls. That's why I forget about she it. She is Dean's wife in Gilmore Girls. And what was the, there was one more other thing I feel like. Oh, The Grudge 2, which I have seen several times. None of this is For important. some reason. Anna... And Alex, those are the sisters, the two sisters, as mentioned earlier in the urban legend. And Alex is like real snarky, mm-hmm. uh, real kind of like nasty and mean. And she and the dad are like always kind seems of Seems older, odds. by the way. Yeah, but it's the summertime. Their ages are unclear, but like yes. seems like a few years older. I thought maybe it was possible that Alex was like 17 or 18 and Anna was younger or Anna is 17 or 18 and she's like in college, but they're all back for the summer. That's presumably right. the idea. Uh, Emily Browning looks perpetually 13. She does. So there's not really anything. It's hard to age. That's her. why I was like, I don't think she's really around much anymore because she's like, she can't play an adult. She's in um, American Gods. That's the only thing recently oh, she's she? really done. Yeah. She plays Shadow's wife, Laura. Uh, in any case, there's a lot of this movie that is just like we're going through the paces of. It's, I mean, it's an edgy Hitchcock film for a while. It's it is. Like, like it is. Nothing's happening, it feels but people very are very much tense. Like the people are very yeah. tense. Yes, and they're working on solving this mystery of like who is she? Because the first thing they find out is she had changed her name. Right. So they're like, she's clearly hiding something. Again, Elizabeth Banks is being very suspicious yeah. and saying lots of weird shit. And it is also being haunted by her mother, zombie, mm-hmm. with a bell. And the bell, yes. She keeps hearing bells. Well, because her mom would ring the bell in the boathouse yeah. when she needed help. She's also being haunted by, and these they show up in her dream at the beginning, these three little kids who are also dead. Yes. Right. These three siblings. Yes. And we don't know who they are. We should talk about that. Where do you want to start? Uh, I, I feel like, are we talking around the twist? Let's just talk about the... We... That's what I was, I was trying to just get to the end, and then we can go back and talk about kind of the nitty gritty. Let's get through that. Yeah. Okay. One other relevant plot point I think mm-hmm. worth bringing up. Um, Anna had like a boyfriend. Yes. I don't know if they were. I don't know what their label was. Yeah. Their Facebook official, whatever. So at one point, Alex calls him her future husband. Right. So they're clearly something. Um, they're somehow involved. The first line of this movie is "I love you and I have a condom." So, right. Like, it it's, is. It's, that is pretty major. <laughs> that's that in her true. dream too. That's not even in the real. That's not reality. That's her dream. 
Right. Uh, but when she comes back, he he keeps saying to her, "Oh, I, know I what saw happened. what happened," mm-hmm. and um, and she thinks that this means that he saw Elizabeth Banks doing something right. shady because she can't remember what happened that night. That's also we didn't talk about that. But that's another probably reason for all this therapy is that she yep. like has blocked out whatever happened that night. Is right. that what it's supposed to be? Yeah. yeah, he says it at the beginning. The therapist yeah. says it at the beginning. She's that, like, "Then like, why can't I remember?" And, and he's, he's like, like, "Go ahead." Sometimes uh, forgetting is part of how we cope. Yeah. So she's still trying to search for that, and he says he knows, and the night that they're supposed to meet up and talk about it, he doesn't show up to where they're supposed to meet. He shows up in her room later on. In a creepy dream. All fucked up, like, his back's all messed up. He clearly has been, like, pushed or fallen off of something, and then the next morning we find out he is, in fact, dead, has been dead in the lake for probably, like, the whole night. Yep. Um, so all these mysteries, how does it all add up? What's going on? Elizabeth Banks is getting more and more sinister. Anna is getting more and more kind of unhinged. She's starting to, what she thinks is put together the story more. She finds Mm -hmm. an article about a nurse. Mildred Kemp. Who had also killed three children. Yeah. The right children. The right children. Right. I thought you meant the correct children. (laughs) I was like, thank God she killed them. Those were the right kids to kill. (laughs) Um, But but killed the kids in order to get to the The father. And in the article they read, it says she's still at large. Right. She's also wearing a pearl necklace and Elizabeth Banks makes this whole big deal about a pearl necklace from a client. I want to find about this so bad. I can't wait. Um, (laughs) So... In any case, the dad goes away for the weekend. There's also a dinner party that was disastrous. It's just leading to this inevitable conclusion of Elizabeth Banks and Emily Browning going to kill each other. Um, And the dad goes out of town for the weekend, and Anna is like, well, this is it. This is the time when she's going to try to kill me, so I have to get her first, I guess. They have a whole squabble. She and Alex are teaming up. They are teaming up against uh, Rachel. Rachel. And Rachel has drugs. She has, like... um, what are the? She's a nurse. She's a nurse. She has, she has tranquilizers. She's tranquilizers that could just knock you, you the know fuck how out. Home care nurses have tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah, she has it. She, in the same, she has it in the same drawer as her vibrator. She does actually keep it with her vibrator. She does. It's got. She's got one drawer. <laughs> well, it's fine. That's what they find her social security they're not, card. They're not married all yet, of her yeah, shit. So she hasn't gotten all the drawer space. Nope. No, seriously. Uh, and so she. I don't remember what the final. How they get to this final confrontation, but they get to the point where Rachel's trying to use the drugs against her. Sometimes the tranquilizers. Tranquilizers. Uh, Anna gets away in the car, goes to the police. She's she's found Alex wrapped up in a blanket, drugged, and Alex is like, get out of here. And then Anna's like, okay, and runs away to get to the police. And she goes to the police and she's like, oh my God, Rachel Summers, she isn't who she says she is. Me and Alex are going to get hurt by her. And like, you see the police officer kind of go like, oh, okay. And then he leaves and he calls Rachel and Rachel comes in, gets her. Uh, takes her home and yeah, and drugs her. And so they're home. Uh, she's laid her out. She's gonna get a new little dress for her. And then a blackout happens. You see Alex like coming. Oh, come in, in the room behind her, shushing like with her right. fingers on her lips. And then uh, Anna blacks out. When she wakes up, there's a huge bloody trail in the house. She follows it down to the dumpsters. Why do they have gigantic like <laughs> restaurant level dumpsters? I don't know. But she looks in the dumpsters and That's where Rachel, Rachel is, is dead, dun, dun, dun. bloodied. It's all over. And Alex, Alex, comes, Alex over. comes over. She's all bloody. Holding She's like, knife. I had to do it. This is what we had to do. Had to do it to him. Had to do it to him. 
and they're like standing there talking and then their dad drives right up he's yes, just he in does. time yep. and he's like what is happening here and Anna is like dad I had we had to do it like it's it, Alex had to Alex is like yelling too yeah Alex like dad like, listen to me you never listen to me and her dad is looking at her like oh no what oh what have I walked into and he's like what are you talking about? And she's like, it's Alex, me and Alex. Rachel's trying to hurt me and Alex. And he's like, Alex is dead. What? (laughs) It's like, so. And then she like looks at the the door, the like glass door. And she thinks it's Alex with the bloody dress, but then it's her. And she did it. She's wearing her white nightgown. She's covered in blood. Rachel. The knife is in her hand. She killed Rachel. Whole time it's been her. Everything leading up to this point. She killed her boyfriend. Well, and the fire is is her fault because she saw Rachel and her dad Fucking. doing it, and then she was gonna go burn down she the house. She was gonna go she burn, was down gonna the burn down the well, house. This is my favorite part. This is actually like legitimately one of my favorite parts. Is that we see like the dream in the beginning. We see her boyfriend say, "I love you," and I have a condom, and she's like, "Oh, um." No, I don't think so. Like, I think that'll be fine. And then she leaves. But in in reality, when we see the actual flashback, her boyfriend is kissing her and she like shoves him off and she's like, get off of me. And then she goes home. She's clearly just like, even before any of this happened, she was a very angry, angry, angry child. So she goes home. She sees this. She goes to burn down the house. She fills a watering can with gas. With gas. Leaves the spigot on. There's also a lantern that has a little flame that she brought down from the house. Yeah. It falls. Alex and uh, the mom blow up in the yes. Well, Alex has followed her. And then, but then the bell rings, and then Alex turns back to go into the house, and that's when the explosion happens. So it's all her. She did it all, and she then murdered two people. So she goes right back to that uh, mental institution. And then the final twist. And the final twist is that the reason that she was so obsessed with this Mildred Kemp story, the reason she was focusing on these children is that her roommate in, not roommate, but like across the hall mate in this hospital is Mildred Kemp, and the whole 10 months she was there was telling her these stories about what she had done. Okay, okay. Let's stop right there. That just unlocked that for me. Yeah. Oh, you didn't... Because this movie... First of all, the movie doesn't say that. No, you, it's, you just, are right. it's just on the door. You are absolutely yeah. right that that is who killed the right children. Yep. Yeah. Okay, the movie doesn't say that. And so the I walked out of this movie thinking... I'm so sorry. Who the fuck killed those kids <laughs> <Did> then? <laughs> if... if like, did you did, not see it on the door? Did Emily... I saw that it's Mildred Kemp. Oh, you just didn't remember that was her name that they no, talked about? Listen, she's Googling shit with her sister who doesn't exist. No, they talk about Mildred Kemp. Correct. Okay. She talks about it with the with the policeman. Yes. I don't know that that's they real either. They say Mildred Kemp a lot. I don't know that's real either because I don't think that. So you're telling me that if that's real, <laughs> so Elizabeth Banks does come with the cop and fucking tranquilizes yes. this girl, and yes. the cop's part of that. So okay. Because she so says it, because everybody knows that Alex that is dead. That means that Anna's not paranoid. <laughs> that means Anna's right, and then the the cop and. Elizabeth Banks are sure. like in a psycho well, conspiracy. No, 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 no they're no. not. Because they're she goes her. to the cop and she's like, she's listen. Like, she goes to the cop and she's like, Alex is like at home right now, tied and he up. He knows that Alex is dead. And he knows Alex is dead. Sure. So he's like, oh, this girl needs help. I'm, I'm gonna call her person. I'll go get the her her dad's girlfriend. Well, yeah, that's the person. He's, he's out of town. He's out of town. With tranquilizers. Listen. And then drag her away. That makes absolutely no sense. Who else would he Even call? Even if he's a bad... Uh, the hospital? 
I don't give a shit. The even if he's like a bad, dirty cop, that is an insane thing to I do. I don't think it's insane at it, all. Okay. I don't think it's. I think sure we can argue that it was not the right thing to do because like is the is the correct thing to do to like call this woman who this girl is clearly afraid of like you should do there's other things like to possibly do here but he's like i'm gonna call her like guardian her guardian her closest person like it's at this point they're also fiancés by the way like they've there's a point where they start referring to rachel as your fiance to the dad yeah they're 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 engaged. engaged so like they this is not just some random person this is like who he would call because her dad's not there. This is the person that she is saying is trying to hurt her. So I that's agree. Who he sure. Calls. It's but, not a good then, idea. Well, stop, stop. So that's who he calls, right? Mm-hmm. That's not that's not great, but okay, let's say he does that. Yeah. She then shows up with a fucking uh case full of tranquilizers and like needles. Do we yes, see that? He's holding, holding her, her down. down. Oh. So the 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 person that the 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 young girl, the teenage girl in, in your office said is trying to hurt her, comes in, wants you to hold her down while the this woman tranquilizes her, drags her away. I think they're okay, worried she's so, a danger to herself. I think, I think she is a da- yes. That's what I was. Gonna they're say. worried she's like legit. And she is. Rachel, she is a danger to herself and other people. And Rachel, we actually already do know that Rachel is is a nurse like she she's coming like she, it's not like she's just some rando with it, tranquilizers right the idea is that like oh it would make sense that she she's has not practicing this. at the moment she's not doing anything no at the but moment. she like he uh, uh, again maybe this is the wrong choice we can argue that but he is like okay she's a nurse she's not gonna kill her she knows the, um, think, the correct she dosage. literally is going to kill her uh no she's not i think but she's not rachel what is she gonna do Take her home. Make sure that she's okay until the Why dad gets Why is she, home. like, giving her ominous, like, I wish I could have a child that... Here's that, what I... This is... Okay. While she's, like, stripping her. It's, like, very it's freaky. It's very freaky. Yes. Here is what... This is... And this is maybe why you don't like this, and I understand it. Oh, we haven't think, even gotten into why I But like I think it. she's a very <laughs> unreliable narrator. And there yes. were times when I was watching it where I was thinking to myself, is that really how Elizabeth Banks is saying it? Like, how Rachel is saying it. Sorry, yes. How is that really how Rachel is saying it? Because she's like, she's got these big eyes and she's like, you know, Anna, I've always hoped that like when I was taking care of these old people, all I how I got through it every time I just thought about how they would die soon. Right. And I was like, there's no way she's saying that in that weird, creepy way. She's probably saying it in like a like a, you know, conspiratorial, like I'm a little embarrassed, but I want to share this with you so we'll be closer way. Like, I genuinely think that every time we saw her acting like she was about to murder Anna, right. Anna was just seeing it that way because and that's what she the believes. movie put, like, the movie puts, like, ominous music underneath it yes. and conveys her in a certain light. And so I think it is, it's exactly what Liz said, a matter of an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. And there are, I mean, there are whole chunks of scenes that we don't see the thing that actually happened. Like, all of... Right. The whole thing with Matt, like, what actually happened is she went down to the rock, they had this confrontation, and she pushed him off the rock. Yeah. And he drowned. Yeah. But, like, We see a little of second stuff, of that, one little moment of that. But you see it at the end. Yes. You don't see it right, at the time. Right, 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 exactly. So, there, yeah, I think that that's, that is the heart of this, is that maybe, maybe some of these things are plot holes, and maybe some of these things are just that, like... Anna is try goes into the situation being like this one wants to kill me. Like she never ever gives Rachel a a chance or the time of day. She's like this woman is insidious and she hates me. Right. And she wants and, me out of her life. And she uh, presumably hates her because she knows that her dad was having an affair with her. Right. While her mom was dying. Right. Which is also shitty. That's the other thing that I think is important to point out here. I don't think here, that Rachel's that a good person. Rachel's not a good person. She does absolutely suck. 
like her saying, I, I'm glad that all my patients are dead now. Yeah. I like when she, when, when, um, Anna knocks over the meat at the dinner party, the roast, uh, the roast um, and she go, gets the little serving knife and is like, what are you trying to do to me? It's like, that's not a good reaction. Like this is a traumatized child who you have in your house. She does not want to deal with that. She does not want to deal with this girl. She wants to just live in this beautiful lake house with her soon-to-be husband, and he. she doesn't want him to have children. And I don't think that at any point Rachel is actually trying to harm her. I think what Rachel is trying to do is get her sent back to the institution. Yes. Because she does say that at one point where she's like, we talked to your doctor, and he thinks that he You're let you get out too soon. So, like, mm-hmm. it's exactly what again, what Liz was saying of this idea of I want you out of my house because I don't want to deal with your right. shenanigans. Very um, <laughs> sound of music, what's her face? She's like, I just want to get these kids to boarding school. Yeah. I want to set the twist on the table for a second because okay. I do... I do stand by what I said. I think it did ruin the movie for me. I really have a problem with it. I really want to know why. We can, we can talk about that. I yeah. want to uh, talk more about why I wasn't buying into this movie before that. Okay. Because I do kind of wish I could see this through your eyes in terms of, like, having fun with this, but it just drove me crazy the whole time. Okay. Just sort of jumping around. Uh, again, until we sat down to record this, I was convinced that they just forgot about the right children thing. Mm-hmm. That happened in 1996. The Is the Mildred Kemp that we see in her th- the thing supposed to be that old? Well, she was only 19. 17, I thought. 17. Young. When the right children thing happened. Because yeah. that woman does not seem very old. She doesn't, and I think it is a... Uh, it's it, it simultaneously obviously trying to throw you off the track. They don't want her to like, look like Elizabeth Banks. But I also think that that woman, they're they're trying to... I don't know whether this is digging too much into like the character of Mildred Kemp, but she's got like little pins in her hair that make her look younger. So I, I would sure. be curious if she's she is infantilizing herself mm. to keep herself at like a young age for her own mental whatever. I think that's what they're doing with her in that situation. Fair. And again, that's not a plot hole because you have solved that for me. Mm-hmm. I think that the other... Again, just thinking of things that drive me crazy, uh, um, a, a significant portion of this movie relies on the pearl necklace thing. It's a driver for probably 20 minutes of runtime. Yes. That's the proof she brings to the police officer. Is, is the unbelievably stupid. One, it's not evidence. Two, Absolutely. all pearl necklaces look the same. It is not even close to like... What do you think you're saying? Because you're proving the point of the movie, which, which is that she actually sure, doesn't sure, have sure. no proof we're talking about, out of We're control. talking about the experience of watching the movie up until the twist. Sure. Okay. So I'm sitting there while they're running around being like, we have, we just have to get the necklace. That'll prove everything. Knowing that it's the stupidest thing anyone could so say. So why did the twist ruin it for you? It should have made everything make sense, which is that she's wrong. I don't know that the movie's smart enough to know that that's bad evidence. Because, it absolutely is. Oh, the cop it says it to her. He's she's like here and he goes proof and he's like a lot of people have pearl necklaces. A lot of people have pearl necklaces. What are you talking about? The movie absolutely I think this knows movie that. Is smarter than you are giving it credit for. There's I will say because there is one moment where I was like, is this movie going to be full of plot holes? And it is at the very beginning. Yep. I will say when I watched it when I rewatched it for this, I went in very very critically because I wanted to watch it in the way that you watch movies with twists to say like did they yes. sort of have keep they it consistent it? Yes. exactly did they cover their bases or does it rely on you watching it one time going oh man that was so cool and then never watching it again right. so when I watched it I very specifically paid attention to 
how, how they, they talk handle, about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And there is there one is, moment. Yeah. In the very beginning, the doctor, it's like the first conversation they're having about the dream with her psychiatrist. And he says, oh, you lost your mother in something terrible that's going to ha- that's gonna affect you. He's just, he's saying. You lost like, your mother in a you fire. You lost your mother in a fire. That's so terrible. And I was like, oh, no. Are they going to talk about the whole movie, how horrible it is that she lost her mother and never mention Alex? But that is the only time. It comes up. And it made me really curious if that is a plot hole or if they were if they were trying to say something specific about that was the only thing she ever talked to her therapist about or like what cuz then at the very end of the movie when she's back in the hospital, he uh comes in and is like, "Hey Anna, how are you doing?" and she's like, well, there's this whole thing where he tells her to go finish what she started. That's, like, the very yeah. beginning of the movie. And then the last kind of line is that she's like, I did what you said. I finished what I started. As she's cutting Elizabeth Banks' face <laughs> out, out of, of a, a picture. <laughs> and he looks so confused and a little scared. And I was like, do they brief him? Does he know what's <laughs> he going knows. on? He knows what happened. That, for sure. Does he, so, like, you think that's just a plot hole in the beginning? That they just were trying to avoid? Yeah. Don't you think they could have just said something terrible happened to because you? Because that's any of any other time anybody else mentions it, it's like, oh it's my gosh, so this terrible vague. tragedy yes. or this horrible thing that happened. Yes. And I did, I, I, I had that same reaction where at the very beginning when he goes, oh, and your mother died in a fire, and I was like, oh, okay, so... They just don't care. That's not realistic, right? Like, yeah. they're not paying attention to it. But then again, it does not ever come up again. Which was confusing because I was like, is it is it that smart? Because I feel like... Other scenes, and I don't know if you want to get into your take on the twist before this, but other scenes where Alex is talking to not even just her. Like, in other movies like this where it's like someone's been dead the whole time, you realize that they've never actually spoken to anybody else during the movie. This movie, you see scenes of Alex talking to the dad. And there's a very specific scene that I love where Alex, this is when Anna goes to her dad to try to be like, Rachel wants us out of the house. Like, you have to listen to me. You have to believe me. And they're talking. Rachel comes out of the house and goes, can somebody help me in here? And Anna goes, or Alex goes, I'll go. And she goes inside. And it makes it look like actual interactions have happened. Right. But they haven't. It is, like, it's only that the two of them were talking and Rachel came out and said it. And I think doing it like that is really smart when they didn't have to. When all that had to happen is just that Alex is a teenager and she doesn't talk that much to anyone. Right. They really wrote scenes in a, an intelligent way, I found, to be like, you you wouldn't see it coming because you have seen Alex interact. So let's set aside the plot stuff that I didn't like because it, it feels like, yes, the two of you are coming at this. Um, like, you think this is smarter than I think it is, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. We can do it. Like, I'm, I can't really argue with that. A couple other things. One, this movie engages in the stuff we complain about on this podcast all the time. Uh, which is that sometimes it just like shows flashes of images that are like, oh, blood dripping from a keyhole. Yes. A child drops a glass of milk and it, it turns into blood. blood. Yes, and it's absolutely. so stupid. Yeah. It's, it's just like mm-hmm. little things like that. And some of the dialogue that doesn't make sense to me, like just throwing this out there. What the fuck does no funny stuff mean when they're like the sisters are in bed together? What the fuck is that supposed to imply? Who says that? Alex. Uh, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. It's in the movie. Go watch it. Uh, <laughs> We spoiled it for you, but go watch it. Go watch it. <laughs> and, okay, so it's just like, it's engaging in like lots of like little things that I was just like, this is stupid. This is dumb. And I really, I think we're going to disagree about this. I think the performances are very bad. Very, very, very bad. I, I think Elizabeth Banks is I, wooden beyond belief. She's a, yeah, she's like a stereotype. I agree. She's it's not doing just anything. like, I, 
she's not like she's not nearly ominous enough to to be into the horror parts of this movie. Like I don't like I just I don't buy it at all. It's actually not shocking at all to me that like in retrospect that there was nothing going on with her because she wasn't acting like it. And it was she wasn't acting like anything. I think that Emily Browning is her mm-hmm. name. We I yes. keep thinking Elizabeth Browning. I know. I don't think she's a good actress. I don't think she's been good at anything I've seen her in. Me neither. Um so there's Kind of nothing to be done about that. I don't think any argument here about that. I, again, I think the okay, thi- but so the so I watched this movie. Just... I sat this watched this movie for an hour and a half, and like all the performances sucked. That's why you're you're getting into. I think what like it's so so funny that's so surprising to me is that like that's why we are having fun with it, right? Is that it's it is also sure. kind of dumb. Sure. Yeah, I think that's why it's that that's why it's more fun and not like oh my god. This is such a wonderful movie. It's so incredible. Maybe We're like, it's have, silly. Maybe I shouldn't have known going in that the two of you like it so much. Maybe. Because I think but I was know, expecting... I love silly horror I movies, I don't too. know. I mean, I genuinely feel like if this movie did not have the twist, I would think it was so stupid. Yeah, I agree. But it I feels agree. like it is... It feels so much like it is such your, like, stock, like, very stereotypical. Yeah. Um, again, not great performances everyone's kind of like you've got i completely agree with you like the imagery is so stupid um the only actually the only thing i think is creepy um that's well done is the bell which which i think is is, yeah has got some creepy stuff but like Mm -hmm. the milk and the blood and all of those things like contort yeah it's kind of classic (laughs) i had nightmares about the scene in the bedroom for like years matt's body Ooh. Ooh, it does suck. Let's talk about the twist. We Okay. I feel and I think that this is just like a existential level thing. Ooh. Mental illness as shorthand for unreliable narrator feels so 1880s to me. It just it feels so lazy and so like especially because this movie hints a little bit that one that there's something supernatural going on mm-hmm. and two the paranoia it plays with even though I think it's kind of like it doesn't work but like the the hitchcockian um sort of energy that this is trying to have in like a a small domestic just like in the house conflict yeah Mm -hmm. in the house the tension the the fact that it's just like oh no the character we've been seeing this through is just like crazy and that's that's how this movie feels is like well she's crazy i do think that's reductive though because i I think it's less that she's crazy and more that she is traumatized i agree and that like this movie isn't interested in her trauma though because it's a gotcha about. it's a gotcha still though i mean i see your point i think but... it is i'm sorry no, no, it's fine. if the manifestation of, of her sister saying. for example was like actually i don't know like if there was some way to tie it together at the end in terms of like this is why you needed to manifest this relationship in order to do this but it just it's a gotcha and then a creepy smile of her like cutting the things just like, oh, well, that's crazy as this crazy does. Well, oh well. I guess, I mean, I mean, this might be just a thing of like, I've watched this movie now at least three times. Yeah. And like, why do I feel like we've already had this conversation? It sort of feels like the Mind I Games will conversation. Say, I was actually, as soon as you brought that up, I was like, this is something we had a conversation about during Mind Games about the the thing that we all called out of having an issue with is this idea yeah. of, oh, he's killing people because he's off his meds, right? And as we right. talked about, like, and, none of us like that and, then. But I, fe- I feel, actually, that an important distinction that I didn't make until I saw this last night is that the what happened with her mom and her sister was an accident. 
And whether or not she actually would have made it all the way to the house and blown it up and actually murdered people, we mm-hmm. don't know. We'll never know. Sure. We don't know that. She did not actually murder anyone until after this like traumatic event that happened to her. Mm-hmm. And I think it represents that there is a break. It's not like, oh, she was evil and crazy the whole time. Right. I actually think it's more important than that. She doesn't actually hurt anyone until after she's gone through therapy, which I feel pretty weird about. That's it's, true. Because it's not, it's not that she's just like, she had a traumatic event and then she started killing people. That I think I might have bought more. Mm-hmm. It's that she's out of a mental institution. It's that like same cliche. She's been released from the mental institution and now she's going on a on a rampage. No, I don't, she's not going on a rampage though. She murders two people. Two people. One specifically because one intentionally and one as a like. No, both intentionally. It was in my way. Both intentionally. I- Right, uh, the that one we don't really know whether she kind of she doesn't push him, she drops him. No, I mean, I don't, like, I don't mean, I don't away. mean that it that that was an accident. I mean that she came back to the house and was like, "I'm gonna kill this woman." Essentially, oh, oh sure, yes. that was her but purpose. Matt sort of like was going to get God in the way of that because yes, he exactly. knew that she was responsible and yes. you know. And I think he was going to cover for her, but she was like, I guess obviously something happened and that didn't happen. Well, that's not good because then he can hold that over her forever. Correct. But I, that's, they have a conversation where she thinks that he's going to help her with Rachel right. and he's clearly saying, I will help you by covering for you. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally see your point and I'm trying to like think about why it didn't bother me. And it might just be because I saw this in 2009. And like, I think that there are movies like that where like, if this was made today, I'd be like, uh, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't I want mean, to like, do that. Like the holes we poked in the unreliable narrator stuff in The Perfection, which was Also made very today. similar. Like, also very similar with uh, people who are having psychotic breaks doing unbelievably horrific things to each yep. other. Uh, so, I don't know. I just... But, but, for example, The Perfection, not to compare them, because this won't make sense in the future to anyone who doesn't listen to that, but that movie is actually interested in trauma, that is a movie about like traumatic experiences mm-hmm. uh, causing you to do something, right? Uh, motivating you to do something. Mm-hmm. Whether, again, ethics aside, this does not seem interested in that to me because she ends the movie in the same place she started it. Not according to her, though. Because she killed Rachel. Like, that's that's the thing. And I maybe... I don't want. I don't want to say like maybe this movie needed another half an hour because it probably it really doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> but like half another half hour of dropping milk glasses and exploding yes. blood. I definitely agree with you that they weren't digging enough into the therapy of why she did it and what and when perhaps this break happened. And like, why is she let out? Like what? Her therapist thinks she's ready. Her That's... therapist actually specifically. Um, I think there there are a lot of horror movies that have really bad therapists in them. Yes. yes. <laughs> that is something I have Absolutely. certainly um, come to experience. But I think that what her therapist says is specifically like, you're not going to get any better sitting here. You need to go like live your life. Live your life. Because yeah. he says something like something kiss very cliche. Yes. Yeah, very yeah, cliche. Yeah. Like, go kiss a boy. Go get in trouble. Whatever. And she's like, okay, well, I, I will. like a fair <laughs> thing to say. He has no sense of the level. That's I think that's what it kind of comes down to is that. Her therapist had no sense of the level of trauma maybe that she was feeling because, because maybe she didn't even know because she doesn't remember that night. And he doesn't have a sense of, like, what she is going to go out and do. Like, clearly, this is the thing about Anna that is prob- probably the problem with this movie is that she clearly has a whole character that we have to rely on to believe things about this movie, and she doesn't really. Like... 
if she was a more fleshed out character, like, like I said earlier, I think the most fascinating moment is that moment we see her shove him away in the reality of that night that she believes in her dream that she was, that she was kind and nice to him and that she's like, this is a boy that she likes. And in reality, she is an angry person yeah. and has oh, you been mean, angry for oh, a long time. You mean from the beginning? Yes. I thought you meant yes. on the rock. No, no, sorry. That's the most interested I ever am in her because it is her not being this like sweet, demure, oh, Rachel's trying to kill me. Like when she's actually out there being angry. Imagine it with a better actress. I was Probably. That's so yeah. funny. I was, I was about to say the exact same thing. I was thinking, well, I think maybe what it needed is a more nuanced performance. Who could have? Because like, again, sorry to talk about the perfection. In Alfred Williams, we saw those moments exactly. of like fear and torn, yeah. being like, "This was my plan. Oh no, my plan is going awry. Oh, I'm just gonna roll with it." Like, yeah, absolutely. And Alison Williams, not that I haven't seen the perfection, but um, in Get Out, at least she has the ability to sort of do these shifts, yep. these yes. like incredible shifts. Yes. And Emily Browning, I don't think has that layer. Like, does no. not have those yeah. layers. No. Like, she's just being a baby doll. The she whole just has time. bewildered. That's yeah, her. bewildered exactly. And even at the end, when she's like standing with the knife, she's so like. Oh no, what did I do, oh baby? And like if there had been a moment there where she's like, Yeah. Right. Like, oh, I was that and you, said, I, think I was using th- Alex the whole time to do this yeah. in my brain. Like if we had some acknowledgement of that, because when you said that, that is so interesting. Totally. That she needed Alex there. The Alex personality manifestation exactly. to be the one to actually Exactly. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. But you're right that the movie doesn't actually take that leap ever. Right. And I will I will say also that it was made in 2009 and it feels like it was made in sure. 2009. Oh my God, yes. And if it were to come out now, I don't think I would have any love for it. That's um, fair. I'd probably feel the same way, which and is that I want more for to it. Be I'd be totally like, this clear, has an interesting premise. I don't begrudge the two of you your love for it. I just really did not have the same experience at all. No, I think <laughs> it is one of those things that's unfortunate about just like some things do not live on, but are... Yeah feelings about them do and I will say that I still had a lot of fun watching that like last night I still really enjoyed it I think that it's also fun to laugh at I think that's also a key part of this is that like I was giggling at it as much as I was thinking about it and I will say for me uh I think I only kind of talked around this at the beginning but it was a chance for me back when I first watched it to know how to pay more attention to horror movies instead of just that's fair instead of just sort of take them at like sitting there waiting for the next jump scare yeah Mm -hmm. it was like oh you know what it is playing with this idea of unreliable narrators and of unexpected things and twists and i hadn't really delved into that i don't even i don't even think i had seen the sixth sense before i saw this movie (laughs) so like i really hadn't gotten into the big twist yeah exactly (laughs) um so it it holds like a, a, a special place for me in my in my horror journey i would see the original i wonder if i'd like the original oh more. yeah maybe i'd be very I'm, I'm very interested i will say absolutely has a better title because yeah the i finished finished the movie last night and was title. like wait why maybe rachel but it doesn't hold up and i well actually what i thought was that it was of that time where uh, and if you look back in the the you know the annals of now screaming history, um, so many of our movies are the something. It is a classic horror the movie title. Last week. The perfection, <laughs> the monster, the right. All of these the movies. The right. The right. Oh, the right. The right. right. Yeah, yeah. The right children. Uh, <laughs> the right children. And, <laughs> and so the right I children think died. this was this was a two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just wanted to be called the something because that was every movie of that time period was the something. So I think they just slapped this title on. I think it's real dumb. Truly has nothing to do nope. with anything. Nope. 
Are you ready to blow this up in a boathouse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you pull up that roulette? It's up. All right. Our next movie will be... Poltergeist again. <laughs> I didn't take it off. We're watching Poltergeist again. <laughs> All right. Let's try again. Our next movie will be... Life After Beth. Is that a horror movie? I don't know what it is. It's the um, Aubrey Plaza. She like stalks Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. Ooh. The cover is very horrific. I don't Let's know. Watch I don't it. watch it right now. I don't know if it's actually like. It could... says it's a horror comedy. Yeah, We've I think it's a horror movie. I'm really excited. I've been wanting to watch this for a long time, actually. I love when a podcast gives us an excuse to Yay, do something. Yay! Life after Beth. Let's do it. Okay. Life after Beth. Until then, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. <laughs> and on Twitter and Facebook at Now Screaming. Be sure to leave us a review. Please do. Uh, rate. Rate. Review. A rating along with your review. Subscribe. Subscribe as well as those things. Tell your friends and about tell all your those friends. things. Yes. Those are good things to do. <laughs> Pass along the podcast. To share the screams. Mm-hmm. Jessica, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Do you want people to find you on the internet? Uh, not me personally, <laughs> uh, but I have a bullet journal, uh, so I draw some stuff sometimes. Where can people find that? It's beautiful. It is on Instagram, doodling through anxiety. Yeah. So it's related because mental health. Mental health. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe if, if she had had things. if she had had a bullet journal. Oh my god. Then that would have changed everything. Bullet journal. <laughs> <laughs> then Evan would have loved it. That would have been it. That's all it took. That's it. Bullet journal. Add a bullet journal to every movie. I agree. And thank you as always to Wes Craven for uh, creating nuanced characters who we don't have to create elaborate backstories for to make things make sense. Very true. Yep. Very true. All right. Until next time, everybody. Stay, stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Say, say spooky. <laughs> oh, say spooky. <laughs>